gentlemen, it's that time of the week again where we get together and we argue very, very uh, factually, uh, sometimes not factually, about the things going on in the world of football. So I'm glad you can be with us here on this episode of Chibububu. Uh, We've got a lovely panel of guests. I've got Tate, uh, our resident Man U, not Man U, Man City expert. He's going to be very angry that I said Man United. Uh, And then we've got (laughs) Boucher, who is is a resident Man United uh, sympathizer. And then Tendakai uh, and I representing the one and only Arsenal, the pride of North London. So we're glad you can be here with us today. Here on this international break weekend, I think all of us are, are very disappointed that there's no Premier League to talk about for this weekend. But, you know, uh, as an Arsenal fan, we went into the international break on a high. How, how did you feel about that game, Ushe? Which game? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how, that's how Ushe felt about that game on Sunday. Short memory. But, uh, yeah. that, that, no, you know what? No, I, actually, the funny thing is, up until that uh, disastrous, like, I mean, five minutes, whatever, I don't know, mm-hmm. I was okay with it because I expected worse because, I mean, there's no um, Mason Mount, you don't have your defenders, a few things. So I thought, uh, you know, but I, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Mind you, actually, no, not surprised per se, because I always think whenever there's pressure, you see it turn out doing something and they respond. And I, I was actually... I think that was the response I expected, but towards the end, yeah, because if we're going from you, you're winning two one, and then you know, then you, uh, you give up at the end. So I'm not even disappointed. I'm just more anxious. I want to, I want to see Amrabat playing basically. But I think, I think we did well. Uh, the the scoreline, yeah. of course, says something else. But I, I was actually more, uh, what's the word, impressed with the way we played. Um, I think yeah. both teams wanted their best, but I think it shows that. On a good day, if you have your proper team, I think would have been um, could have won that game basically. So either yeah. way, I'm, I'm, I'm... I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was just gonna add. I, I was gonna say it, it's it, that game was the quintessential definition of fine margins. You know, mm-hmm. if Gabriel doesn't do his Michael Jackson step back, Ganacho scores. That's late. Yeah. Stands, you know, that uh, was wrong. That was so... onside. I'm just saying. Never mind. <laughs> Side. I've seen man. And, I've and, seen Man United uh, friends drawing many lines that are not straight. And Saka should have been sure sent off. I'm just saying, Saka should have been sent off in the foul to the goal. I Jones don't. Was... I don't actually disagree with that, but uh, I also raise you that uh, Lisandro should have also been sent off. The refs yeah, are just I mean, pathetic. Lisandro should have been. Could have been sent off. Uh, Lindorf could have been sent off for a high foot. Saka could have been sent off. Uh, there's there's a lot of it, it. Those are also part of the fine margins of like how is the referee seeing the game, and what is he determining is a foul and is not a foul. I mean, Havertz penalty being pulled back, I, I'm I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, but Havertz gets that penalty, then uh, Hoyland also gets that other penalty. So there's lots of little things that happened. That was a penalty, Hoyland. Yes, and Hoyland was impressive, by the way. Can I just say I was impressed by Hoyland? I'm actually looking forward to doing more things. How many yeah, I feel like. I think he played like, 20. Yeah. I think 20 yeah. So. With yeah. the extra time, yeah, it goes closer to 30, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that extra time was long. Well, anyway, uh, you know, uh, not that we're going to spend our time talking about Arsenal Man United, but it, it for years, was the, was the uh, you know, draw of the Premier League. And I, I actually think, uh, if I remember correctly, last year, when Man United played Arsenal, uh, it was the most watched game in the United States 
uh, ever that wasn't a World Cup game. So wow. I think both teams are, are almost back. Uh, it's 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 appointment television. People want to be in front of their screen to watch those games. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll move along. Uh, we have we have a few things to discuss uh, today, and uh, the first is you know the transfer window has now finally shut on September first. So you know we we've, we've come up with predictions. Uh, throughout the summer of who will have a good window and all these things that are happening. So now that the window's shut, who do you say had the best transfer window? So we'll start with you, Tate. I can easily go for for Man City, but uh, I'll try to be, to, be, to be objective here. Uh, but I do genuinely think City had a good window, but I, I don't know if it's translating directly to to on-the-pitch success. But I think the, the if we're judging with the impact based off transfers, I think Liverpool had the best window. They managed to cover up the gaps that we thought they would. I, I do think they would have could have done with a centre back, but in terms of midfield, the the options are exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have a proper replacement for Fabinho, but if you know if it's about attacking and scoring goals, they really do look look good. Um, yeah. There's the one name for that guy that we will not try and butcher but <laughs> but I think uh, it's looking good Diaz is also like a new signing coming back from injury so I think Liverpool is my my, my pick there okay okay Tendakai uh it's it, it's been tough kind of looking at this but I think I'm actually going to go with 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 um with City because they do lose quite a few players, but then I think they brought in the right players. Uh, in central midfield, they got two, and then Doku. Um, I think, personally, I think they paid a bit too much, but I think he could have a good yeah. impact. I guess they paid more for the potential. And then Gadio, I think those were, yeah, I think those were good signings because they were pretty much strengthening a team that was already that was already strong and then they got some yeah. some some good some good money uh in as well so yeah i think i think i'll go i'll go with i'll go with city okay tate is tate is very happy to hear that uh Ushek? uh nah, city i don't think so, nah. city liverpool nah uh, I, i'll go with um <laughs> I, I think brighton had a very good window um, yeah because i think what? they sold i say for all that money but it's like they don't even miss the guy the scouting system is on point. I think, and of course, Ansu Fati and all these guys. So I think, I think they, 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 they knew in advance that, listen, these guys might go, so let's just scout a few guys. And I mean, imagine you sell them for, the players are sold for the amount they sold them for, and then you replace them with like for a fraction of that cost. But the guys just slot in perfectly. I think their squad is actually, yeah. So I think they had a very good window. Um, Liverpool, yeah. I would say Liverpool, but I still think defense because this Van Dyke and uh, whoever the guy is partnering with, I, I, I really doubt that defense. I don't think they're as good as they used to be. So I think yes, they got the midfielders yeah. and all those things, but I, I really do think priority for them would have been that defense. So, but I think Brighton, yeah, Brighton for sure. Yeah, mm. that's a good shout. I mean, yeah, Ansu Fati was a surprise for all of us, and we were all very frustrated that Brighton got him and none of our teams got him. And especially if he turns out to be the Ansu Fati that he was what two seasons ago before his injury. Uh, right. up and coming star, you know, if he does that, and Brighton is seems like the location where that could happen because mm. they just are un, unearthing gems all the time. Uh, for me, and, um, oh, sorry, just to add on, yeah, go ahead on the Brighton thing, as Ushe said, uh, uh they got rid of Caicedo for 
105 million or whatever and they got two replacements for free they got Daoud from Dortmund and James Milner who can share that load right right yeah yeah it's it's smart it's it's knowing who you are and trying to build off of that because they very well could have been like we're in Europe for the first time let's go out and spend a ton of money but Deserbi is going I want to I want these guys I can work with and they've looked good except for that one game that was an anomaly uh, they've looked good this season so far so yeah so it's interesting. Uh, for me, uh, you know, on sheer number, shouldn't it be Chelsea? On just the sheer number of players they got, <laughs> it should, should be Chelsea. Should should be Chelsea. But I, I say should because I don't think it's Chelsea. I don't think they won the transfer window. I mean, there's rumors today that we were looking at earlier before we started recording about Enzo Fernandez being frustrated at being at Chelsea, and I'm like, you signed an eight-year contract. This is gonna, you're gonna be frustrated for quite a while. And <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly, the rest of us non-Chelsea fans have been asking that question: of Is this gonna backfire? Are you gonna sign all these guys to seven and eight-year contracts, and mm. some of them be flops? How are you going to be able to move them? So it exactly. seems like we're already starting to have that conversation. Mudrik is struggling. Yep. Enzo's talking about wanting to leave. So we'll give Poch's time to like gel. So it's not Chelsea. It should be Chelsea. It's not Chelsea. I actually think for me, the winner of the transfer window, to my chagrin, is West Ham. Because if Ooh. you guys remember oh, yeah. episodes ago, I really wanted West Ham to get relegated because I was annoyed by them. But <laughs> it seems like they've they've taken that Declan Rice money and done good things. I mean, uh, Mohamed Kudus is a, is a yeah, phenomenal a player. player. Mm. Uh, it's, and it's a good signing, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good signing for them. James Ward-Prowse is a Premier League proven player who mm. will get them assists. I think he already has four assists on this season because they've got some big defenders that he can just launch corners to. Kurt Zuma, uh, Neaf Aguad. Those guys are just going to be feasting on those James Ward-Prowse crosses. And uh, he he knows how to play in the Premier League. And then I think Edson Alvarez was a smart signing to replace uh, Declan Rice. He's not Declan Rice, but he can, he can play. He's an Ajax player, so you know he comes with good technical ability and uh, the ability to hold on to the ball and pass. So I actually think West Ham won the transfer window. And it's odd considering... like. All the way up to like mid August, I think West Ham hadn't bought anyone, and all the West Ham no signings. Yeah, yeah, West Ham fans were really frustrated that they hadn't done anything. But the guys that they have actually brought in are guys that jump into their team right away and can start and will make an impact. So that's that's who I have. And then my like uh, you know uh, what's it called uh, honorable mention. We don't talk a lot about non Premier League game or teams. Not because we don't care. We're just not fans uh, in the same way. But I think Jude Bellingham is turning out to be <laughs> worth Oof. the money. If you yeah. can say yeah. that. Can you say yeah. Over 100 million is worth the money? I guess you can for this guy. I mean, he's, yeah. he's doing he's doing more than anyone expected him to do in that midfield. So yeah. I, I think Real Madrid uh, worked really hard to uh, give themselves a midfield for the next six years, and they have it. Yeah, so, yeah they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, question, question to the Gunners. Mm-hmm. What what additional signing would have made the Arsenal window perfect? A striker. You know what? Uh, a striker, yes. I, I think that's uh, there's rumors about uh, targeting Ivan Tony in January or Evan Ferguson next year. I think what has discolored the Arsenal window is not necessarily what we did. I think we did. I, I was so excited about what we did. We went out early. We bought the people we wanted. They were settled. We went to. Uh, we went to preseason with everyone on board. I think the fact that Timber is out for seven months after the first game has kind yeah. of tainted what that window looks like. Because uh, I, I think if we, 
I think we we if we still had Dre and Dimbus playing in that team, I think Arsenal you you would easily be able to go. Arsenal probably had a pretty good window without getting a striker, but now it feels like we're still short of a striker and we're short of cover in the back. So that that's my thought. What do you think, the guy? Yeah, I think pretty much. Um, if Timber hadn't gotten injured, I think that would that would have helped, and the strike load because yeah, Jesus gets injured quite a bit and then I don't think Eddie is good enough to be like carrying carrying the team uh for long spells when it, it's this all depends on the injury record. I think when if Jesus is able to stay fit all season, I think they can share the load between the two of them. I think Eddie has improved. I think he's good enough to be like a squad player come in, start some games and stuff, but I I, I would I wouldn't be confident with that if we if we have a stretch of games like last season where he's having to start 10 to 15 games i just don't think he he's that guy yeah no i agree there and also tate uh it's a good question and i i think the the frustration with Havertz is not that he it's it's one that he hasn't played well since we bought him but now it feels like we 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 got this luxury player and we could have bought other players especially since our other player got injured for most of the season. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we started the season without Jesus. We started the season without Zinchenko. So like having a $65 million uh, luxury player who's not playing well just mm. makes your window look worse than it, it might have it been. It does. So, yeah. So that's that's my thoughts there. Uh, agreed. But yeah. Right. But yeah, now the window's closed. So, so the window's closed for us. But it's still open a little bit uh, in Saudi Arabia. So we, we wanted to talk a little bit about Saudi Arabia and their impact on European football, on Premier League football, on football in the world in general. Uh, what, yeah, what are your thoughts about what's going on in, in uh, Saudi Arabia? Tate, you can go first. So, so this Saudi thing, initially I thought it was a joke, right? Because obviously Ronaldo, who goes to Saudi, were like, okay, that's a little place for him to get some money and, and, and see out his career. Then obviously now it starts to develop to, with Chelsea as the window opened selling like a bulk of their players to Saudi and then all of a sudden it became a thing and everyone's just flying out. Yeah. And then as I was saying earlier of, of, uh, of pod that uh, they, I think they, they're the ones that actually killed the market or made the market quite complicated in terms of people's having to spend more Liverpool not planning to replace Fabinho, but now they had to, they weren't planning to replace um, Henderson, but they had to, uh, even for City, Maris, you know, all those signing, all those signings that um, that went to uh, to the Saudi league have have sort of shaken the league. But also, on the same note, as a soccer player and even as a person, you're thinking normally in, in European football, there are about twenty, thirty players that earn above three hundred thousand a week. But all of a sudden, yeah. as an average player, you get a four hundred thousand. I think I think right. Henderson's earning like seven hundred or something. Uh-huh. So tax free, tax free, and then you get that sort of offer for two or three years of playing soccer. Uh, it's a tough one to to turn down. So it's it's quite interesting. The Saudi league, whether it's going to last, is a different thing. I mean, I'll hear what you guys have to say. We'll talk about you know, the the Salah story later, but this is sort of my thoughts are around it. Yeah. What What about you, Shay? Yeah. Initial um, thoughts about Saudi. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Sancho should go to Saudi. He's give us like hundred million. Let him go. Uh, you know no but i I think the world cup start i think the world cup was like a a precursor i think we didn't really take it seriously because 
I think what those guys have realized is as much as we want to call it the beautiful game and guys, the passion, I grew up loving United, so I pay for my bow team. These guys were like, listen, money runs the world. And to them, they realized, right. listen, we can get whatever we want. It sounds absurd, but we just throw money at it. And they've done that. I think the World Cup was a mm-hmm. was a very good, I think if that hadn't gone that way, like for them to get the World Cup, they were like, wait a minute. So we can control football. So I think now this league, seeing Ronaldo there, were like, ah, you know, and I think, of course, then yeah. cause people were saying, like, no one dreams of playing in Saudi. But, dude, people want money. <laughs> End of the day. And I think... Yeah, they do. Yeah. And you, so, I mean, of course, they tried the... What's his name? The um, What's this guy's name? The PSG striker. What's his name? I forgot the guy. Mbappe. Mbappe. Oh, yeah. Mbappe, yeah. Yeah, of course. Because he's in a different position. I mean, he really has so much money anyway. So, he can obviously say, well, no. But I think... It, I don't see it long-term lasting. Because at some point, it will get to a... A point where it levels out a bit, but I think there are, and there will be a bit more surprises um, because they're just chucking money at it. They're literally going to age and saying, listen, how much do you want? We'll give you, we'll make it as comfortable, come, come. And I think we are now accepting that, wait a minute, so the Premier League is not the best place. Like People actually want to play elsewhere because of money. We we always thought the the glory of the league and Spanish, all these things. So, And especially if they do get the Champions League thing, which I thought was absurd. I'm like, people are taking it seriously. Like, what? So yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think we're just waiting to see. Like, we're just waiting to see how far this circus can go. But at the same time, it's happening. People are going saying, yeah. "Listen, I'll retire thirty something. I'll be set for life. Why not?" You know. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with with your sentiments, both of you. There, uh, you know, earlier, that, like Tate said, we were talking a little bit offline, but we, we were trying to figure out if Saudi Arabia is going to become like what happened with the Chinese Super League. Because there was all those years before in China where they were getting all these big stars and paying them a ton of money. But it only lasted for like two years before it wasn't commercially viable. So I'm wondering, I mean, Saudi Arabia is a very, very extremely wealthy country. Uh, They've done this. They've already done this with golf, right? Uh, People thought this LIV or this live golf thing wouldn't last. And then all of a sudden... They, they were folded into the PGA. So I, I'm wondering if they have the same tactic. I, I, my, my biggest question about it is the commercial viability of the actual product. So we were laughing earlier. Like there was a game that happened maybe last week uh, between two, two of their teams. It was 3-1. And then a team came back and won 4-3. And like Mitrovic scored a hat-trick. And I swear, I, have, I still haven't seen the highlights of that game because I don't care. Uh, so, so, so I'm wondering, am I the anomaly or is that the norm for most, uh, football watchers? Cause Isusu, yeah. us guys will, will watch, we'll watch a lot of soccer from a lot of different places, but Saudi is just not the place that I've, I've even thought to tune in or to even check who's leading the, the log or anything like that. So yeah. I'm just interested to see like what the commercial impact will be. And that question that you asked about the Champions League, that that I think is going to be the crux of the issue. Like, will UEFA cave and allow a Saudi team to join the Champions League? Mm. And I think that presents a lot of other challenges. If, they, if UEFA do, does that, I see all those other teams that wanted a Super League going, okay, well, now that you're doing this, we're just going to do our Super League. Exactly. So it's a little bit of cat, cat and mouse that's happening with Saudi, but I think the impact is it's it's scare, it's, it's scaring the, the big five, at least in Europe, to go, oh, we've got to get our ducks in a row because they're coming to steal these players. They're getting players that are in their prime. You know, a Gabi, Gabri Viega, who was touted to go to Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, he went to Saudi at the age of 22. So, so yeah, so it's one thing when, when you're attracting guys in their 30s that are over the hill. It's another thing when you're attracting guys that are getting to their prime or in their prime to come play for you. So, yeah, Tinder guy. 
I'll leave it to you to finish us up on there. Yeah. Uh, first up, I just have a similar question to Ushe. Like, how, how do I put them with? Uh, how do I put them in contact with Nico Pepe? Do I need to give them AD's <laughs> number? How does this work? Um, yeah, give them his agent's number. Yeah, and uh, and we don't even need seventy million. We'll take a young thirty. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> but I think my concerns are pretty much the same as you guys. Like, I think they're going to be a big problem if they actually do uh, keep their promises, as in if they actually honor the contracts that these players have signed and things like that, because you'll be seeing that, look, I can, in two years in Saudi Arabia, I can pretty much earn what I would probably have earned uh, in a, I don't know, 10, 12 year playing career so and when you think about it, i guess logically i think yes we talk about soccer and passion but even as a person working in business if i'm yeah. at my job right now and i'm offered a, a job i guess let's just use saudi arabia i'm offered a job in saudi arabia that's gonna pay me 15 times more than i'm earning i'm like i can be like look uh, it might not be the best country in the world, but I can sacrifice three years to go live there because that's going to set me up for life. So I think yeah. if they do actually keep their promises, they're definitely going to be a big problem because I think players would start considering it that way. Because even look at China, uh, I guess because they had their problems, so people came back. But like Drogba came back and and yeah, he actually did well for Chelsea. He won another Premier League, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Yeah, after he came back. So... You can be like, look, I'm uh, like Gabri Vega. Be like, look, I'm 22. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do this thing for the next uh, three years till I'm 25. I can always go back to Europe and play for another 10 years, no problem. But uh, my money is sorted. Yeah. So, so if you if you're Liverpool, do you sell Mo Salah for 200 million? What What do you do with that sell Mo Salah? Guy, guy. Is sell the that guy. they've got money? Sell him. 200 million. You sell the guy. Sell, sell him. Sell him, bro. Now no, you sell. You definitely sell. Okay, I, uh, so I think we're unanimous on that. Because yeah, yeah I, I, you sell, I, I sell, you know, I sell, and then the the problem with when you sell something for something so publicly, which United, Arsenal, City, we've all, we've all recognized this now, uh, is when you flex that you have money, then you just get fleeced for everyone else that you want to buy. But exactly, $200 and- $200 goes a long way. Two hundred million doesn't get you Mo Salah. Uh, back, but it gets you a guy that can be Mo Salah. Wait, have right? you seen? Is it just me? Has anyone also seen this uh, um, going around social media? Where they're like, oh, they should have taken the two hundred million, then gone to Arsenal and paid one hundred and fifty million for Saka. I'm like, really? We just saw you got two hundred million. <laughs> That's crazy. Firstly, firstly, I don't think Saka would li- would leave. Secondly, we just saw you got two hundred million. Why the heck would you be selling him to you for one hundred and fifty million? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I saw that one and I just laughed it off. I'm like, it's, it's, you, you know, we need to have a conversation about pool because it's odd to me that Liverpool fans can go around on the internet saying, oh, yeah, sell him for 200 and go get Saka for 100. They failed to get Bellingham. They failed to get Caicedo. They failed to get Lavia. What makes them think they're going to be able to come and get Saka? That's the thing. That was, that was I, I, I think for 200, obviously, you sell. But like when they sold what's his name Coutinho, that's when they did mm-hmm. their rebuilds. So right. if they sell for two for two hundred, they can rebuild with like either three signings for you know like seventy five, seventy five, and a fifty million dollar player, or yeah. you know you can grab four or five players, get get a CB, get a um, a holding midfielder, get whatever player they need. Then they're they're back in business. Who, so who would you be getting? Like, do you have any names that you think they could target? 
if if you, you could if go you, for you're the Liverpool uh whatever technical director right now, you've got two hundred million in the coffers. Let's go. Who are you buying? Top of list. We can go for. For you can go for for Florian Vets right from Bayern Leverkusen, who I mean I think is slightly over overrated, but his his numbers look very good and I think would fit in that Liverpool structure, especially if he's going to be replacing Mo Salah in, a, in an attacking position and contribution. They already have yeah. ability to score goals from Diaz and if Nunes starts being Nunes, so but definitely like you, then you look for a CB. I'm not sure which CB you can find, but. They, they, there's a Maguire. better CB than <laughs> <laughs> Maguire might be the guy uh, for for the number for the holding position. That's a uh, those those the players that they they're looking for are tough to find. But uh, oh, we can go get Barrella from Inter. Oh yeah, that be... guy's a baller. Yeah, he's good. that guy's a. Uh, the... Well, I thought. Oh, I, thought, oh. I, I I think I, if I was the Liverpool guy, if it was just a direct. For two hundred million, I'll try my best to like maybe get uh Rafa Leao for like maybe one fifty or below, and then go get another DM. That would be that would be my top of the list. Or you do this two hundred mil, go and buy Victor Osman straight away. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, but I mean two hundred million gives you so many options, you know. You see, yeah. But anyway, we don't want to help really Liverpool tough. out here, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to listen Yeah, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm with you, Tate. Like, I would take 200, spend 100 on someone, and then 50-50 on someone else and someone else, you know? There is, yeah. There's always up-and-coming central defenders that you can get in the 40 to 50 range. I mean, we bought Saliba for 28. We bought uh, Gabriel for 25. How much was Lissandro? Lissandro was 40. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Yeah, Lissandro was 40. Uh, Akanji was 20 something. Ake was 40. So, those are the, all of those, all five of those center backs I've listed would start at Liverpool. Does anyone have an argument about that? No, they would start. That what? They would. I said all five of those sure. guys that I just named will start at Liverpool. So, so, if we can get that type of guy, I think Liverpool can go and get a guy to play with Van Dyke to back up. Uh, to play with Van Dyke to make Konate a a backup guy, and then yeah, try spend a hundred and get a a, a up and coming winger, a or you know one hundred twenty five and see if you can make Milan budge on Rafa Leao or go to Napoli see if you can budge on that Caravaggio Kelia kid. Exactly, so there's options. Yeah, there's there's options yeah. out there, or even they can even go to Chelsea and see if Chelsea will take fifty for Mudrik. You know. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's, options. They might. There's, they might. there's there's options there's options so yeah so i think i think we're all in agreement we would pay we'd pay the 200 we'd take the 200 and do yeah if, if, if for me personally if they came and gave us like 250 million for Saka, just because i'm an arsenal fan I, I, I would actually go to bayern munich in january and be like here's 200 million harry kane come that would so annoy them <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's so true. So true. I've got a question. Come, if, come on, Harry. If United bid, let's say, one fifty million to Arsenal for Saka, and they accepted it, do you think Saka will come to United? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I I don't think at this point in his career he would. I think if he was at Arsenal for another two years and we didn't win anything, yeah, yeah, it, all yeah. all bets are off. Yeah, but at at this point, uh, having grown up in the academy and. Uh, Seeing where the team, where the trajectory of the team is, I think he stays for a little bit longer. This this week he just won 
he just won England's player of the year for the second year in a row. So it's not like he's, you know, he's languishing. He just turned 22 yesterday or the day before. That's true. And Ushe, uh, same question. If we came in with 150 million for Marcus. Nah, he wouldn't go there, man. He's not coming to you guys. Nah, he's not doing it. No, Marcus will never come to us. I, I, I've literally listened to him talk on a podcast yeah. about how he would not play for us. He wouldn't. So uh, he, he wouldn't do that. But, you know, it's, it's there's very rare, there's very rare teams. Like we make this joke all the time because, you know, we talk about, you know, our kids and, going hey if people ask me hey if, if if tottenham tried to sign your son sign your son would you tell him to go and tongue-in-cheek i'm like no he can never play for them but it's a career like we just said with saudi you know you're getting paid 300 400 million for 300 400 million a week to kick a baller out yeah at some point you have to go you know what yes i grew up loving arsenal and being on the red side but if if tottenham's gonna pay me this much i'm gonna go play if arsenal came to money. me and said we want your son i'd be like well i mean i come united didn't come beforehand go to arsenal you'll play let him go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so so yeah. It's it's all fun and games and it's hypotheticals. But when it comes push to, push comes to shove, I'm like, yeah, go play, go play for United, go play for Tottenham. Oh, I got a question. Be way. successful. I got a question, yeah. guys. Go ahead. Someone explain to me how Rashford wasn't on the shortlist for the Ballon d'Or, guys. After the season, is he not on there? He's not. Yeah, season, yeah. That yeah. one I don't know. But what's his name? Kolo Muani is on it. How's yeah, Muani I don't know. I don't know why he's not on, not on there, guys. But, that, that that was a shocker. Kolomani was a shocker, to be honest. I'm not biased. But, um, yeah. I'm just saying, even that Barca guy who was only played three games was on there. Yeah. What? I, can, which, I, can't which think of, I can't think of thirty. I can't think of thirty players that were better than Rashford last year. Uh, yes, and I've seen United fans sulky. The only thing I'll say, like when I saw that, I was like, yeah, it sucks. It's stupid that he's not there. But we all know you're not going to win. So for me, we have people like Asaka is on it. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I know he's not going to win. So. It means something, but it doesn't mean much. It, it, but it is very ridiculous that Rashford isn't in the top 30 players with the season yeah, he had last year. Because Julian Alvarez made it, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, that's, that's odd. I'm sure. It's yeah. odd. It's odd to me. Okay, well, let's let's round us off with, with this conversation. Uh, the Champions League is on the horizon. For us Arsenal fans, it's been six long years. Uh, Welcome back. Six long years watching Thursday night football or not watching any European football at all. So we're so glad to be back. So, yeah, so let's talk about the Champions League. Uh, you know, uh, my first question is for uh, why don't you tell me who you think your potential winners are? After seeing the draw, seeing how the groups uh, fell, uh, who, who do you think has the best chance of getting out of the group and maybe making it all the way to the final? Where are they playing this year? I don't even remember Wembley. where the final is. Wembley, Wembley. Wembley. Oh, yeah. Making really? it to. To the home of football, yeah. So, yeah, who who do you have, Uche? Who do, who do you think who do you think gets out of their group and uh, makes waves? The, the United fan in me, of course. I will not put a City. In <laughs> City, I think <laughs> we lose in the group stages. That's the United theme. I can't say anything else. I think you think they're gonna lose to they're gonna lose to young boys, uh, Red Star Belgrade and RB Leipzig. I think they beat Leipzig eight zero on aggregate last year. Yeah, I know, but things you are know. difficult now. They 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 they're too hyped. They're too comfortable. You know, let them. No, I'm joking. No, I I think I think uh, Bayern because of the Kane Kane man that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that alone. I think I would have put by I would have said Bayern way below, but just the fact that they got Kane says a lot. Um, there'll be yeah. games where they'll be rubbish, but give that guy a sniff and he'll just score. Um, I think City with uh, with what this guy with um, this little Haaland guy. I've been watching the game so far this season, even some games last season. I think teams are, I'm not saying 
they can stop him. But our teams are getting wiser a bit more with uh, Haaland because he is mm-hmm. a great player. But I think there's certain things you can do to nullify him sometimes. Um, whereas I think you've seen Kane where, yeah, he, I'm not saying he's unstoppable, but I think, yeah. So I'll say um, Bayern long. I mean, of course, then what Jude is doing for Madrid. I mean, you can't not... Um, yeah. Look at them. Right. I mean, this guy's there's no striker, but he's just doing things. I think if if they do what Madrid normally does with Jude in there, I can see them going far. Um, yep. Yeah, I think. I, okay. Yeah, exactly. I think those are my. I, I, honestly, those are probably my 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 teams as well. I think Man City has a very good chance to repeat. Um, their group is very very easy. Uh, they didn't even get a Euro. I, you know, Arsenal. We got a Europa League group. Uh, and I say we got a Europa League group because last year in the Europa League, we had PSV in our group and Sevilla is in our group. And Sevilla is only in the Champions League because they won the Europa League. So, uh, and then uh, the fourth team in our group is Lens or Lens from France. So we have a very easy group. But even though we have a Europa League group, I actually think uh, Man City got a, a, champ- a Conference League group. I mean, yeah. that's a whole, that group is terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> outside of Leipzig, they have no challenge. Uh, Young boys. Young boys are going to get swatted like young boys, you know. So, uh, so, so yeah. So I think City has a very good chance of repeating. Uh, I think Bayern with Kane is a very, very dangerous team. I'm interested to see what you think, Ushe, if if you guys will will be, would be able to win that group. Uh, like, are you confident you can win that group today? Nah, I'm not comfortable. I think uh, I, I think um, you know the whole thing of the coefficient, blah blah. I think it's, it's going to be it's a it's a tricky group. Um, yeah, I think I think would either that's a problem. You either just scrape through or damn Europa guys. Oh my word, can't do it, man. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm with that's, you. That's my fear. It's a very, it's not. A, you can't say it's an, like Arsenal have an easy group, City have an easy group. We yes. don't have an easy group. Yeah. So um, but I do think um, Ten Hag, I think he he looks you know, he looks forward to those kind of matchups and everything else. So I think it's going to be one of if you just put aside, say if you lose twice to Bayern, it's fine. <laughs> Then the other yeah. games, you know, you just have to beat, yeah, you just have yeah. to beat Copenhagen and and Galatasaray. I, yeah. I actually think yeah. in your in your group, Ushe, um, I, yeah, I don't really fear for you guys in like big games. Like I think you kind of step up to the occasion. Like, uh, it might not go your way. Sometimes you you get beaten badly, but it's it's very rare. You normally hold your own. I actually think whoever's going to win your group is uh, whoever can get three points in Turkey when they go to Galatasaray. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do think that's United, a, a if, if our players after this break, I think the key thing for United is not. Um, I think with a fully fit squad, we'll definitely make it. I'm just concerned about the injuries. Mm-hmm. I think if we have a fully like our defenders or all the players back, I think we'll be fine. Um, but if you have injuries again, that's the tricky thing. I'm happy I'm not bad. So yeah. I think if the fully fit squad is there, I, I have no issues. I, I see us qualifying second after buying or just okay. you know, yeah, and see it. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so minor, yeah, Man City, uh, Bayern, and then Real Madrid. I mean, that team is just a juggernaut. I think those are my three leaders uh, going into the beginning of the Champions League of who I think could win. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think, uh, Tate? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with. I think it's 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 tight, but um, Bayern have a good shot because of Kane. I think just having a goal scorer. A proven goal scorer at the at the top end is is key, especially in Champions League where it's it's a it's it's a money game as would refer it to refer to mm-hmm. it as him. Right. And uh, City, I think they have tra- they've turned a corner in terms of like having that Champions League 
um, sort of confidence in handling big games and, and how, how, how well they can play. We used to lose to Leon, as I said, way back. But now I think we know how to handle games. So so we're, we're definitely in, in the running. And I think last one will be Real Madrid. But the key thing on Real Madrid is is the keeper situation. So every else mm. they look strong. Billingham yeah. is, is, is a key factor. But by a keeper, mm. you know, you don't trust Kepa. <laughs> Did no. Kepa win the Champions League? Did he win with Chelsea? Wasn't he the keeper then? Against City. <laughs> Against City, right? That's a, that was a fluke. Oh wow! <laughs> like like oh, he was actually okay. in goal. I think he was in. I think he was in goal. But uh, we'd have to go look back at the tapes and see. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was him who was in goal for that game. Look, uh, the good, Jenica, are you gonna, the good are you news gonna, for are them you is. Are you going to round us up? Yeah. yeah, the good news for them, sorry, is in a month, if his tomb is firing, De Gea is still a free agent, guys, so it's not the end of the world. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think I kind of agree with everyone, so I'm just going to change one team, and because I think I've seen um, Javi is doing some interesting things at Barca, so I think they've got a, I was going to put them initially on long shot, but I actually think they've got a good chance he's <clears throat> definitely put a stamp on the team and they're playing quite well. So I think I'm going to say um, uh, I'm going to go City, Barca and uh, and I'll give and I'll give Madrid. Yeah, City, Barca, Madrid. Okay. Who's who's your long shot? Give give a give a give it to us really quickly. Who who's your long shot to win? Uh my long shot would be uh, then I'm going to put singers I didn't put uh, Bayern there. I'm going to put Bayern. And it's not really a long, long shot. Uh, Bayern, um, I think Inter has another has a chance to pull it, and then we'll just put PSG. Let's see if if Mbappe can do anything. Yeah, yeah. I think my long shot is definitely. I I think PSG because I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know if Luis can, Enrique uh, is going to be able to get them up and running in time. So I think they're a long shot. Uh, outsider to win, and then uh, next to them, I would put uh, Borussia Dortmund. They're Ooh. just they're just such a weird team. They're a weird team, but I Dortmund could also come last in the group, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So, <laughs> um, so 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 there's that. Um, uh, yeah. Any any other long shots? Ushe? My long, I think same. I just say PSG and Barca. Um, yeah, PSG because like like this war um, Barca thing. I think um, Barca thing aside, I think they were actually recruiting smartly. Um, I think they're mm. moving away from this whole superstar thing to like a more like a cohesive team. So I think if that yeah. actually pans out this first time around, never maybe next year, but if it does click, I think they're good. Barca, in a sense, um, you don't know. Like I mean, I think they have issues with Lewandowski. I, I don't think he's doing what they thought he would be doing. Uh, and I actually think and I was actually impressed by what's his name, the former City guy actually playing now. I think he might be more Ancelotti or no, Gundogan. No, no, the striker guy, Fernand Torres. I'm surprised, actually. A fair, yeah. Yeah, because he's finally scoring the chances he kept missing last season. So I think, I think, mm-hmm. um, when you add Gundogan, I mean, yeah, I think Barca might be an outside chance, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. they just got Shell Felix. It, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Ushe there. The, the long shot is, is Barcelona. I think they recruited decent, decently. Um, the middle of the park is got a bit of experience now with Gundogan, uh, so that should help. The the the, the kiddies, which is Pedri uh, and Gavi, those are those guys are good, but I don't know if they can withstand like 
more physicality in, in, in midfield. But I think there's a good chance there because that team, if they played the Barcelona way, yeah, quarterfinals there. Yeah. Uh, who has no chance? Arsenal. <laughs> explain. Explain. <laughs> don't just say words. Don't just say words without, without explaining what you're saying. Explain. You know what? I, Why? I guess it's all words. No, I think Arsenal, you know what? I mean, kudos. They, they're doing well and Arteta doing better than I thought he would. But, I, like the United game as well, I think if United were, if we had certain players back and more clinical, would have destroyed Arsenal. Not destroyed per se, but we could have won that game comfortably. And I think in the Champions League, you get better teams. Uh, you get teams which will know they're more organized. Um, and I think there's a certain confidence Arsenal. You know, like, for example, in the league where United scored and Arsenal scored, the confidence is there. These guys are like, listen, you can see mm-hmm. the goal. But I just see Champions League is going to be a thing where... The group stage, you guys will go away nicely. But after that, I think you'll be in for like a rude awakening. Not that you're a rubbish team, but I just think the, the competition is something else. Like um, there's certain teams now, especially in the next round, that won't really, um, that'll punish. Same thing with United. United will get punished proper as well. Probably say no chance for United. I think in Champions League, when you're in the, in the round of 16 or whatever round it is, there's just clinical teams. Mm-hmm. And I think Arsenal haven't been tested like that so far. You saw towards the end of yeah. last season when, the, the pressure got a bit there, then they just buckled. I think the Champions League might do something similar. Uh, I, I I mean, speaking from personal uh, desire, I, I think my expectation is the Arsenal coming to the round of eight. So get through the groups. Again, our group is easy. If we don't top our group, that'll be very, very disappointing. And the questions should be asked. Uh, and then um, I think we can win that round of 16 game, mainly because we top our group and hopefully we don't we miss one of the we miss all the big boys because hopefully Barca tops their group, City tops their group, Real Madrid tops their group. I'm actually hoping uh, uh, United gets second because that means Bayern tops the group and we also can't play United. So there's just there's just like ways like like that because if United gets first, we might draw Bayern and then that's Tate, it. We're gonna draw uh, Bayern. You know it's gonna happen. Just just get just get yeah, used to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we will draw Bayern if 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 United win that group and we win our group. We're playing Bayern in the round of 16. And nice. I don't know that we can get by them right now. Um, so, yeah. So, I think round of eight. Uh, for me, no chance. It, it, it has to be. It's going to be Newcastle. That group of theirs is a group of Ooh, complete death. Yes. I mean, that is a beautiful PSG. group. Yeah. PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle. Like, I'm excited for you, Newcastle. You're in the Champions League for the first time in 20 years. But there's no way. There's no way you're getting out of that group, right? You have no chance. You'll be lucky to make Europa League. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe they're better than Milan. They took Milan's one of Milan's best players, but I don't know. I think the thing with the Champions League, like you said, Uche, which people disregard a lot, and I take you also sp- spoke about this, is Champions League experience is extremely vital. So yeah. even if you're not like the best team on the night, the yeah. fact that your team has a pedigree in the Champions League elevates you. So Milan is is Champions League royalty. Yeah. So even if on paper their team is not as good as Newcastle's, I think when it comes to those games in the San Siro and uh, that game at St. James's Park, I think Newcastle will be rattled. Yeah. Uh, and Newcastle hasn't started off the season well. They've lost they've lost three, right? They've lost yeah, three. And, four, and, four and, yeah, and to your point, they've shown their naivety, like how they lost to 10 men against Liverpool. How, why were they leaving themselves so open when they had a 1-0 right. lead against 10 men? They were just supposed to keep exactly. the ball. And playing more games, yeah. midweek games, which the one doing last yeah. year, that's going to be serious. Yeah. So, 
So yeah, Newcastle has no chance for me. Uh, yeah, who, who, who else has no chance? Uh, I changed mine uh, to Kate's point. I, I changed mine to Newcastle as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm going for Atletico de Madrid. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Diego. Yeah, Diego. I feel like he should have left like three years ago. I think now it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like even when I've watched them play, they can get results, but I think it's now kind of stale. So I don't know. Yeah. It's been the same. How long has he been there? Like 15 years now? Really? I think so. Because it was like 2012, 2010, 2011, when they were going to Champions League finals with the Diego Costas of this world and uh, things like that. So I think he's been there 12, 13, maybe 15 years oh, wow. as their manager. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a long time. It's a long time um, to, to be in the same place. Tate, who, who has no chance? Uh, Man United. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? Listen, listen, listen. This guy. It's like such statements. We, so no, but because like you know Newcastle, right? I knew they were going to be in trouble because one, when, once you're sitting in pot four, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> you're literally yeah. asking for trouble. <laughs> so and that was like that was man. I was trying to find the group. Our group. On our first year back in in or on our first year in Champions League eleven twelve, we had uh-huh. Napoli and I can't remember the other teams that we had. That group was just a group of death, and we couldn't even survive. I think we got knocked out very early, so yeah. I knew Newcastle yeah. in trouble. So so these guys, they need this to to knock them down to earth. Uh, yeah. But for for someone who who has high hopes, I think Manu will have hopes to progress. I I think they won't go too far. That's one two. My my big prediction is that looking at how things are going at Man United, I don't even know if Tenag will finish this season. To be honest, because <laughs> you know, that, wow! If you're yeah. if you're a betting man, just go throw that bet in, because this lot if if the team bans again bans against him and they say okay we're gonna stand with Sancho or whatever, then this goes one way. Can you I just comment? So. Maybe? Go for it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't sit back and allow such a blasphemy from City fans. <laughs> um, you know, listen, number one, the players have actually come out and said they're actually not against Sancho per se, but they actually don't like his uh, training habits. And number two, it's something yeah. that England, uh, Dortmund have noted before. It's, it's a common thing. And I think the certain professional thing. And number three, United, where we are at the moment. I mean, I think we all thought the Glazers were sold by now. So you find that the right. way Tenag's operating, it's not even a thing of saying we've given you everything you want, so deliver. The club knows very well that they're under delivering, underperforming to this guy. So I think having him number one, it's more so him, he won't leave per se, but I don't think his job's in danger. You know, like the press already on Twitter today saying things like, oh, is Tenag under, under pressure? He's not under pressure. The Glazers are actually the ones confusing things. There's so much going on, basically. So I think he just needs to steady the ship, and he's shown that very well. If you give the guy like a proper the transfers he wants. For example, the Kim guy at Bayern Munich, uh, to Debo, you get all the players that have gone elsewhere. Had he gotten his preferred choices, right? And Amrabat, before the season started, I think you'll see something different. And so given, and I also do think that the club really wanted to bring in um, Mason Greenwood. So I think they actually had him in their plans. So if you look at mm-hmm. where he is now, I think the club understands that, listen, you've not been given. So you need also the FFP thing. That's been a big hamper. So to actually get the players they've had, I think it's been good. So I don't think he's in danger. And also the Champions League, given the way we look at the squad, guys, our squad is thin. Um, again, funny yeah. enough. So 
I, I do think more so, I think he'll deliver his Tenak magic, but he can't go another season like this. But I think, nah, he's not in, he's not in danger. I think he's fine. And also managing this but, whole thing, the, the dramas, and I think he's doing very well. So people outside try to make it seem bad, but I, we're okay, man. We're good. We're good. But this guy, he's spending money, though. How much was, was, was Hoyland? It was like 70 million? Yeah, yeah. No, no, the yeah. thing is, Hoyland, I believe, you know what, when, when you went into the summer and you knew, that, for example, that we're never going to get Hurricane, right? So you can sit there and say, what do we do and stuff? And Osman, for example, 150 million, no. So I think Hoyland is a very, I mean, even, as, I mean, fine, it's a small cameo, but I think he's a very good player. But I do think it was going to be Hoyland back and Mason Greenwood coming in. Um, so I think trying to deal with that. But I think Hoyland will be a very good player. You find that, I think they've been linked to some of the player in January, so another striker. So I think the 70 million years on Hoyland, uh, Mason Mount, all those things, there's certain things FFP-wise where you could have gotten maybe Amrabat first and all those things. But I think at that point, if Chelsea are selling for that price, someone else, Liverpool could have taken um, Mason Mount. So I, I do think, yes, you could have done better in some aspects, but I think he's doing a very good job. I think even now, the way we are, given where we are, people forget the injuries we had even going to the Arsenal game. I think he's done very well. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but I think he's that yeah. kind of coach. He he knows right now. So of course, the world make it seem like United, but I think the people know in the club. But listen, just get us through the spell right now, this little storm, and we'll be fine. After the window, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think what's required at United, not for Ten Hag, it's for the wider public on X or Twitter or whatever we call it now, is just calm down. Yeah. Fans, and also open your eyes and watch the game as the game. You know, there's so much talk about this and that i'm like that's not how it's happening so so we'll see uh but gentlemen it's been a good discussion uh very excited for this champions league very excited to uh see how the rest of the season goes you know four games in it's looked good for some of our teams I, honestly it's probably looked good for most of our teams that are speaking here i mean yes united lost to arsenal but again you didn't have Varane, you didn't uh you didn't have an actual striker anthony martial i used to love that guy he's just he's, he's a <laughs> He's a paperweight, is, is what he is. You can buy so, him. Uh, you can buy him. Come I don't on, want him, him anymore. Come on. I, I wanted him three seasons ago, and you wouldn't give him to me. Give so, me anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll swap him for Pepe. How's no, that? No, 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 no. That's no, okay. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, guys thanks uh, for being here. Uh, let, let's let's get you out on this. What are you watching this weekend? Uh, Wait, sorry. Before, I, 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 no, go ahead. Yeah. Go for it. Um... Well, there's no Premier League, but I think it's a good sporting weekend. Uh, I, I'm hoping this Alcaraz versus Djokovic part two. It looks quite likely. And then tomorrow there's France France versus New Zealand. And then Sunday, South Africa versus Scotland. So Rugby World Cup. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'll have my eyes okay. on. Yeah. Ushay, you were going to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, okay, I was going to say, First thing I was going to say, guys, I think every week when we do this thing, when we sign out, can we just note that City 115 charges and corruption, everything they want doesn't count. <laughs> but can I just say, before we know about let's, let's, let's we forget that even this whole thing, City is illegally doing what they're doing, so it doesn't count. So let's not forget that. So I'm glad that we all remember this now. So going forward, I was hoping the Formula 1, I'm not sure if the Formula 1 this weekend, but, um, you know. Um, next week, Singapore. It's quite, we're not going to watch Max win another race. So I think that makes it lovely. Lovely weekend for me. <laughs> you know, I'm, 
I'm enjoying it even more. Uh, yeah, I'm watching. Uh, it's the beginning of the NFL season. So tonight's the first uh, NFL game, Thursday night. Who's and playing? then this weekend, we'll, we'll have the NFL back. Uh-uh. So, Who is Ushe? Uh, uh, he, he, he is no longer with us, apparently. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching the NFL. Uh, and I'm excited about that and looking forward to that happening. And then I'm uh, I'm also um, also got my eyes on the Rugby World Cup. Uh, or it's it's warm ups, right? Because the World no, Cup no, starts next week. No, the World Cup starts. Oh, does it start this week? Yes. Oh, it it's a tomorrow. proper thing. We go. Yeah, yeah. So New Zealand, New Zealand, France is the first New Zealand game. I, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Tate, what are you watching? I'm I'm with Q. Um, the the U.S. Open final, which is uh-huh. most likely uh, Alcaraz and um, Djokovic, and then I think if Coco manages to make it to the final, that would be a good final for her to to win a a championship, and then the last one will be rugby. Uh, I think one or two matches will be good. All right, Uche, were you done with what you were saying, or do you have more? Sorry, guys, I was hacked by City. I mentioned the charges in my phone. Connection went down. City, I was hacked, but I'm back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was gonna say the US Open final. Yeah, just watch that, and then I think just leave sport for some bit because I need I need to relax. I think United has stressed me out so far, so I just need to <laughs> take a breather from sport until we come back. That no one who watches internationals, I don't think anyone does that. So yeah, no, I, didn't, I don't even know who's playing honestly. If it's not I, I know a tournament, I'm not interested really. Yeah, I know our players are gone, but I, I don't care who they're playing. It's not going to change anything for me. Exactly. Well, cool, gentlemen. It's been good. Uh, Glad to catch you on this one. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one, which will be after the Premier League is back. And uh, we can see if our teams are advancing or they look terrible. Uh, for the rest of the Choms community, this has been Chibububu. Peace. We out. Peace out. Peace, guys.